episode one of Sex, Sex, Love, and Me with an audience. <laughs> the podcast that shows your stories of sex, love, and relationships. I wanted to get the word out this year and hopefully reach more people open to sharing their stories. So stay tuned to see if I end up at a coffee shop, hair salon, or even a bar near you. <laughs> I'm grateful for all the joy, abundance, and love that finds me today. Tomorrow will be my second year anniversary with Sex Cycle of Me, and I'm just floored at how much has changed. Last year, I was eating a Rice Krispie treat and dressed up with nowhere to go. Here we are now. Today's episode is pre-recorded. There's about 20 of us here at Amethyst Coffee Shop. I have four more guests. Say hello. Hello. Um, old and new friends and two amazing women joining us to share part of their journeys with love. So, everyone, please welcome Kelly and Laura. Welcome, Laura. I love it. That was awesome. All right, so let's dive in. And you guys tell us a little bit about yourself. I think, Kelly, you want to go first? Go for it. Uh, my name is Kelly Manley. I originally am from the East Coast. I moved here to Colorado about uh, in 2004. <laughs> um, my are you wanting me to dive into my story right now or just just let's introduce ourselves okay. and then we'll okay. yeah. um i have taken my uh relationship issues and turned them into a business um which is pretty amazing and pretty empower empowering and that's kind of my goal is to always just empower other women awesome laura hello everyone um <laughs> i'm just gonna do a little horse breath right now because i just need to so if you need to take a deep breath with me that'd be wonderful <laughs> ready everyone in <gasps> And I'll, I feel so much fucking better. Oh my God. So my name is Laura. Um, I am 32 years old. Um, I also grew up on the East Coast. Um, I run a small CBD and herbal company called Velvet Roots Apothecary. We're online based right now, but we are um, in almost every apothecary in Denver. So I've come a long way in the past three years. I had to really climb my way into the herbalist community along with the cannabis community because mixing those two worlds was kind of really hard during this time, especially during COVID. A lot of people were trying to uh, stop smoking when... I was trying to produce smoking, so <laughs> um, I, I was very thankful though. People kind of found me and found uh, the company and... Hey, thank you. And yes, that's how I found Yeah, <laughs> we were meant to be. So let's just dive in, guys. Um, Kelly, what are you sharing with us today? Um, as I mentioned earlier, um, I turned some of my relationship issues into a business. So I'm actually a pure romance partner. Um, so I... I specialize in parties with women um, where I, I talk about self-care and many of these self-care businesses now, um, the one piece that they are always missing is the intimacy piece. And people forget that that is a huge, huge part of self-care and relationship care. Um, and so that um, some, is something that I'm super, super passionate about. My story began, I, to the best of my memory, uh, I was about six years old the first time I was sexually abused. And that went on for about seven years. And um, it, it shaped who I was um, and my sexuality. I became very confused. And it was one of those situations where I liked sex, but I didn't think I should because of what had happened to me. Um, and I felt a lot of shame for that. And a lot of, it turned itself into promiscuity and lots of other things that are pretty typical, I think, when that happens, but still a lot of confusion and a lot of not knowing how does that work into a real relationship and what does that look like? 
over the years, I have certainly made a lot of mistakes and a lot of bad choices in relationships because of that. I saw my self-worth for a long time as nothing more than sexuality. That that was all I could offer and all I had to give. Um, yes, it, it sucks. <laughs> um, and unfortunately, there are a lot of men out there who are eager to exploit that. So I found myself in some less than desirable situations and then ended up getting my heart crushed and broken within weeks of my mother passing away. My significant other decided to hook up with my best friend oh, um, and they then decided that they wanted to date each other. And so I, in the span of about three weeks, I had lost my mother, my best friend and the man I thought I was going to marry. And so there were some moments where I considered ending my life. I didn't think I really had much more left. And then something inside of me said, no, you, you're still meant to be here. There was still some, I guess, or, or I still didn't know how to do that. So sexuality was still kind of my go-to. It was my, my identifier for a really, really long time. And that was really hard for me. And then I met an amazing man who made me realize that that is such a small part of my work. Yes. And there's so much more to me than that and so much more to offer the world than that. And so that has been the best relationship of my life. We are married for 20 years now. We have two wonderful children together. It just, that totally changed my view. I went from seeing myself as not, nothing more than a body. I could very easily separate my emotion from the physicality part of it because I had to do that as a child. And so being able to bridge those things back together again and realize that they really are so connected and that's how it should be has been life-changing for me. And so I had always kind of wanted to do something with sexuality my whole life. I felt compelled to do something more to help people. And I went to a Pure Romance party and thought, this looks like the most fun ever in like Have you all been? Okay, so I'll give you just a quick one so basically, I uh, I come into your house and you invite your ladies that are 18 and over, and we talk about self-care, everything from skincare and bath and beauty items, all the way up to buzzing items in the bedroom and enhancements mm -hmm. and lotions and potions and things that make you look good, smell good, taste good, and feel good. Yes. So, and, <laughs> and it's been super empowering. Like, yes, there, there's, of course, the, the business side of it and the sales and all that kind, but Really, the, the most rewarding thing for me is to be able to sit in a room when um, after I give my presentation, I meet privately with each woman and we have a one-on-one -on -one consultation and they can share with me their concerns, their questions, they ask for recommendations. And the biggest thing for me is getting to sit next to a woman and she feels safe with me and can tell me whatever her issue is in the bedroom and I know I can help her with that and I know I can empower her. That's really like the, the most rewarding thing ever of my life, even in some ways more than being a mom. And I know that sounds crazy, but because of where I came from and feeling so low about myself because mm -hmm. of sexuality, being able to help other women not feel that way has been just amazing. That's great. Just amazing. What has been something that changed about you through that whole process, that whole journey, something that you learned either about yourself or about like everything that you experienced? Um, I think, first of all, I learned that therapy is amazing. Yes. I said that. Um, <laughs> like, truly and honestly. And having, having just that one person in your life that you know you can tell anything to, and they're not going to judge you, and they're not going to think less of you. They, they know every nefarious skeleton in your closet, 
and it doesn't matter. That's what I learned about myself, that there are people that will love you regardless of those skeletons. I love that. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. Thank you. Is there anything that you do for self-care now? Like self-love? I mean, besides Um, obvious. (laughs) Um, My my motto is an orgasm a day. Just saying. (laughs) And no partner retired, you know, whatever. I think I just learned that, and for self-care, I think I just learned that I need to listen to me. Yes. Because Mm -hmm. self-care doesn't always look the same for me, like depending upon where I am in my life or where I am in that week or where what's going on with me, I have to just really listen to me and know that whatever it is that I'm needing is okay at that moment. Oh, yeah. I love it. Great. Thank you. Thank you. it was really kind of like welcoming in a way of like hi my name is Laura and I track narcissists (laughs) I am 100% my whole life have been constantly around people that have tried to manipulate me or um, who I wanted to be in life Um, and it started from the very beginning in a household of traditional values of where we coddled the men and overworked the women, right? Um, So I kind of grew up thinking that that was love, that I was supposed to continuously take care of a man and that was going to fill my every need. And then when I was 12, I met this boy. I wanted to say man, but he was absolutely a boy at this time. And he took advantage of that. He like knew and pinpointed my insecurities and that's the beginning of my love stories. And it became so harsh to a sense where he was constantly putting me down mentally, emotionally, physically. And um, when I finally was able to break away from that situation, it was 10 years later because that's how deep he got me. Um, Meanwhile, I was with my second Let's reverse that a little bit. So I've been engaged three times because of how much of manipulation and how much men tried to teach me that I needed to take care of them. So um, my high school sweetheart proposed to me. And when I finally looked at him, I was like, no, like I'm here for much more than this. Like I need to figure out a way to get away from you. And I did it. And then when I met my second engagement, it was the same exact way. He wanted me to be a drunken housewife and I had to unlearn the that mentality of manipulation or control from a person that actually didn't really care two shits about me, right? Yeah. When he finally proposed, like I looked at him and I started crying hysterically, not knowing how to say no to this person. Wow. Um, it became to the point where I was so mentally, physically exhaust, exhausted from being controlled in that way that I accepted the ring and we started planning the wedding. We started doing all the movements and I don't know about you guys, but I don't know if you've ever felt that gut wrenching feeling where you're doing something that you know that you're completely wrong. You shouldn't be doing this. And when I felt that I just got the fuck out of there. Always follow your gut. (laughs) You said you got engaged the third time. Yeah. So the third time was to my husband now, um, which was actually a really big learning process right? We all need to go through life unlearning and relearning how we want to either be treated, be loved, be respected. And I told him from the very beginning that I am relearning 
who I am because I was constantly stomped on in every relationship. Like I was never like herbalism. Herbalism is my root. That's where I thrive in. And I was never allowed to explore that until I separated myself from all of these type of people. Um, and I told him, I was like, listen, like I am figuring myself out. And if you can help me through this process, I'll help you through this process. And I think that's what really makes like a beautiful relationship. Oh, definitely. And what was something that you took away from that whole experience? Um, I will never take shit. Yeah, <laughs> I will not take okay. shit from anybody because I mean, uh, I found myself in even friendships, letting people kind of walk all over me. And it came to the point where I was so mentally, emotionally, again, physically unstable that I would never go back to that situation ever again. Good for you. And what do you do for self-care and self-love? Um, I do a lot of masturbation. Yeah. I mean, because, so I read this study that like you masturbate once or twice a week and it like prolongs your life. Mm-hmm. So if I masturbate every so day, you know, it <laughs> looks better. Yeah, type of herbs, stuff like passion flower, a whole basil, um, a little bit of rose just to kind of like touch on that like self-love, um, some Damiana as well. I try to incorporate herbs and really getting more um, in tune with myself and my needs and my body and how to produce that into my relationships. I did try herbal joints last weekend. <laughs> they were amazing and I'm like a brain person I was like this is this is how life should be thank you for sharing that I was yeah. like, and thank you for sharing your story and guys just so you know that's just a little tidbit uh trust me we're just getting started so Kelly and Laura will be back with their own episodes in the next few weeks so you'll want to tune back in all right you guys want to play a game For those of you who haven't played this game, it's basically where I'm, I'm actually getting the audience to help for this um, because we have an audience. I thought we'd have them ask the question, the ladies, um, <laughs> with a twist, they'll be giving their responses first. So we have volunteers from the audience, so just come up whenever it's your turn. All right, cool. Hello, um, my name is Melissa. The question that I got is smart partner or funny partner. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Are you scared to answer? No, because they're somebody smart is like a real big turn on, you know what I mean? But as a funny person myself, I could laugh you right out from yours. Right? You know, I believe it. One minute you're laughing, next minute you're naked. <laughs> Don't know what that means. You're pretty bad. That's true. That one's so hard. I'm sorry. All right. What about you, ladies? Smart or funny? Funny. I would yeah. have to go with funny. Same. You're yeah. funny. Yeah. I love funny people. And smart. <laughs> All right. Who's next? Oh my gosh. 
All right, so I got fetish or fantasy. <laughs> I this one's actually easy for me. I'm gonna go fantasy. I don't really have fetishes, but I get in my head a lot in yeah. a good way, and that seems to help. So yeah, love it. I feel hard because I love to play. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have to go with fetish. So it was a lot of read. Nice. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Read or watch it? Oh, watch it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to step out of the box and write erotica. Because that's oh, what I do. Ooh, so, I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> Anybody else? I'll pick one. Come on, Heidi. Go for it. You, Heidi, you do it. You do it. You do it. You do it. Next one. Oh God. <laughs> uh, so my name is Heidi. So my question is, have someone, have someone hear you have sex or 
have someone see you have sex. <laughs> like what's it for? Yeah, no, it have to be here. This, yeah. yeah, no, they could not have even seen. All right. It's not what which one's worse, right? Or which one I mean, you prefer? Yeah, I mean, I prefer somebody hear me versus see me unless they welcome them into the room, right? Same. And there's nothing quite like when you come out of your bedroom and there's a sticky note on your door that says, Mom and Dad, can you keep it down next time? Parents of the year. She gave me money for phone. <laughs> Let's do one more. Yeah. I'm Ramalita. Right. Says morning six or right before bed six. Me. I want to do it in the morning, but I better do it when the kids are um i'm more of an afternoon delight okay <laughs> so that's that's where i'm gonna leave that some of us don't have uh, office hours <laughs> and, and we need to choose why <laughs> oh <laughs> you really don't morning and evening before bed that morning <laughs> and you wanted to pull one yeah of course <clears throat> So you either watch a porn or make a sex tape. <laughs> I mean, in theory, making a sex tape is really hot, but I'd rather watch porn with my partner. All right, sweet. You want to do one real quick, Kelly? Sure. Wrap it up. All right. Netflix and chill or tickets to a concert. I love music, so I'm going to concerts. Wait. Hey, and there we go. Part two is okay. Thanks for playing. All right, so I just want to take a few minutes to say thank you to everyone who made this possible uh, before we wrap up. Uh, I'm at this coffee shop. Thank you for sharing your space with me. I love you, Breezy. Thank you to our barista, Caitlin, tonight for keeping us hydrated. Um, thank you to my sister, Elia, for making cookies, which are currently being held captive at the Denver Post Office. It's all good. I'll be giving away cookies all next week if I decide to share. Um, thank you to Joe with Babu's Indian-inspired treats for saving the day with our delicious cookies. They're not only beautiful, but so damn good. Um, to Hampton Press for making my signage. Thank you for bringing my ideas to light. <sighs> to my good friend, Denise Enriquez, for your love and support. Thank you for purchasing my new speaker and mic. <laughs> your kindness will be remembered always. To my wonderful guests, Laura and Kelly, um, thanks for taking the time to spend this evening with me, sharing your stories with perfect strangers. Um, I'm so grateful our paths crossed. Um, and then today's audience. Whew, almost there. <laughs> uh, for taking the time to spend it this evening with me. Thank you for your constant support and for helping me keep this dream alive. Um, and last but not least, to my listeners, thank you for sticking with me. I'm so excited to see what the new year brings. There's so much greatness happening with Sex Psycho Love and Me. If you're interested in being a guest, please don't be shy. DM me or shoot me an email at edna at sexpsycholoveandme.com. 
All right, guys, we did it. That's it. Thank you.